I'm Michelle Stinson-Ross. I am part of the team at Authority Labs, and we are sitting with a group of fabulous geeks at the Cyber Monday pub crawl. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about was what goes on in 2016 in search. We Just a moment ago, I was talking to Jesse about um, Rank Brain and the artificial intelligence and the things that Google's developing and how that possibly changes or shifts what we do in content and search to more of a psychological approach than you know the more technical SEO. So your thoughts, Jesse? I think naturally as SEOs, we get greedy. We say, oh, this link is excellent. Uh, it has a high domain authority. It'll help our site rank when realistically in the future, especially with machine learning, we're going to have to look at it from the perspective of the audience. What, What is someone that sees this link going to see, and how is it going to be valued with our site? So things like sponsorships, for example, that, that'll never be devalued for the sheer fact of it, it gives you something that your audience is looking for. If they're looking at sponsorships from some sort of event or something, then they're obviously looking for companies that believe in the same thing they believe in. So it's a win-win situation. You have something that can benefit your site and something that will also help promote your company. So we almost have to become less greedy in my mind. You were telling me that you actually came into SEO from the design side and, and the considerations of UX and user behavior and how that now plays even a greater role in search engine optimization and, and how we find things in the future. Um, so, yeah, I, I graduated with a, des a graphic design background. So when I came into the SEO field, it ended up being something that I didn't realize would be so similar. And then you get into something where you change a landing page doing an A-B split test, and you change the color of a, let's say, a, a contact form button from green to red, and all of a sudden you get a 500% increase in, uh, in conversions, and you start realizing how impactful your audience is and how you almost need to think like them and how just the smallest changes, even in a color, can make these huge impacts. So I think that's a big thing that almost gets overlooked, is constantly adapting and changing and making things as user-friendly as possible. Anybody else want to chime in on the user-friendly aspect that seems to be the case in search? I know that uh, Rand Fishkin kind of touched on this at PubCon about a two-algorithm world where you have to build a website um, to please the search engines, um, and then on the other side of the token, you have to build a website that's usable, that is useful, it's relevant, it provides value uh, to the audience. So I think a lot of uh, the future of SEO is going to be finding, striking a balance between building a well-optimized website and meeting all the technical challenge, but also, you know, building it in a way that it's usable and it has great content and serves that audience and there's definitely a, a delicate balance that has to be struck there and I think that uh, the knowledge graph that uh, Google is implementing is definitely uh, kind of a challenge because it's it's a it's kind of pushing things into the, again that zero-sum game of winner-take-all 
And when you have something uh, that you search for and there's a knowledge graph answer for it, everybody wants that coveted spot. So I think a lot of people are going to be asking themselves, how can I attain that coveted spot? And I think in searching for how to, you know, challenge that and how to how to make that happen, I think people are going to start asking the right questions and provide a better user experience. But I, again, I see it being a user take all, and there's going to be a small percentage of people that figure it out and really create a compelling user experience. So I really see things skewing towards winner take all, especially when you have things like Siri and Cortana that want to give you an immediate kind of you know, context, contextual answer where like, what's the best uh, breakfast taco? And Siri's going to give you one answer. It may not give you multiple. So it's basically, how do I position myself so that I'm that one answer? How do I position myself so that I am the zero sum? I take it all. And I think in asking ourselves that question, we're going to position ourselves um, and learn a lot about how to best serve users. Thank you, Guillermo. So John, you said you had something. Um, I also wanted to ask you, since I'm about to pass the mic over that way. How does mobile fit into this? Because he just mentioned the knowledge graph and speaking into the phone, whether it's Siri or Cortana or straight up, hey, Google. So your thoughts? Um, well, the first thing I guess that I wanted to mention about UX forward marketing, which is exciting to me, is that it's cost efficient. We talk a lot about inbound marketing. Uh, but there's nothing inbound about the the financial side of inbound marketing. We have content development is really expensive. Um, we have developing channels, developing social, and all this is really expensive. But when we're looking at UX and um, the development of a website, really, and how users respond to it, it's all free. All it is is testing and data and knowledge, and that's all free. So from a financial standpoint, this is really good for agencies who are trying to uh, to kind of, I guess, shave down the bottom line. But as far as mobile, I think contextual search is so important these days that there's going to be a resurgence in local SEO. Searches like uh, a restaurant near me or a best restaurant near me, these are more popular than ever, ever since um, Hummingbird. So local SEO has seen such a, a big boost, and now that the uh, the map pack has been cut down from seven to three, it's so much more competitive. So it's up to, to people like us to make sure that local businesses are getting the face time that they deserve in uh, in the SERPs. All right, all right. So Keith, you need to come in and chime in on this because well, Oliver has a much better accent than I do. <laughs> well, that yeah, he has a great accent. <laughs> It's not real though. He's actually from South Texas. <laughs> so we're talking about um, the two algorithm worlds. How you know the handwritten algorithms as opposed to the machine learning algorithms. How that plays in. What are we looking at as far as search and digital marketing for the next year, five years, oh, wow. all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so we keep a very close eye because of the nature of our business on um, algorithms, movements within um, Google and what they're looking to accomplish. Um, and we're seeing, well, I, I read a lot. I was just telling Scott, I'm, I am constantly reading uh, and trying to figure out what's going on. And I read every white paper that comes out from Google. I 
look at all their PDFs that come out. And so what they're looking at accomplishing is they're looking to uh, basically have an algorithm for every search. So right now they have one, one algorithm that services many users, millions of users, billions of users for, the, for that matter. And so what they're trying to do with RankBrain is they're trying to accomplish a, a situation where uh, uh, the algorithm itself is unique to that search phrase. And so I gave the example earlier about Barack, for example. If you did a search for Barack in 2006, Google would be like, I don't know, let me figure out what sites have Barack on it. Maybe Barack's Tacos or Barack's Couscous or something. You know, but now they're able to discern context around Barack. That you're looking, if you're in the United States, you're probably looking for U.S. President Barack Hussein Obama. So there's the, you know, the, the, the RankBrain's goal is to try to discern context for the query that it may have never seen before. So we're not looking at one algorithm servicing many users we're looking at many algorithms servicing many queries in that case so each query is going to get a unique uh, perspective essentially so in 2016 uh, we're going to see a lot of changes in relation to the, the user experience each user is going to have a um, basically their own personal assistant as we go forward in, in time so I, I, I don't well, you were at PubCon, right? Yep. Ever, anybody at PubCon in Vegas this year? Uh, did, you, did you stay for the Gary Ilias talk? No. So Gary Ilias explicitly said, here's her. This is the, the Joaquin Phoenix movie. That's what we want, minus the creepy love uh, <laughs> story. So, uh, that, so that's what we're, we're going to start seeing more of in 2016. We're going to see more of it in 2017, more of it in 2018. Um, so the search experience is going to be very unique to each user. Well, I and for me as somebody that came into digital marketing from more the social media side, from the content side, so SEO was kind of the last thing that I picked up. I came to it from the anthropological, psychological, how we as a human community engage and interact with one another and engage with information. And it was interesting, one of the things that Keith said was, to me was that, you know, this really does change the nature of SEO. For all of those SEOs that were just like, I'm going to game the algorithm for everything it's worth, how in the world do you game that many algorithms that are that specific to, you can't. It goes back to now we're going to have to look at human nature, we're going to have to look at anthropology, we're going to have to look at psychology. and. I look at the future and go, oh my gosh, there's so much work to do. I'm excited about it, that the search experience, the internet, the knowledge experience becomes more and more human. As creepy as that kind of is, it's kind of also, I've, I've always had this kind of, ew, yay, ew, oh, yay, <laughs> feeling about the stuff that Google does, because on one level it's like, oh, that's really creepy, but oh, that's like super cool too, so. Um, from the psychological human aspect of it, I feel like those of us that have played in that world all this time, we're like, oh yay, we've been building our skill set for this time. So I think that we're probably going to see a lot more of the people from my side of digital marketing 
playing in the same pools with the SEOs that have been dominating digital marketing for so long. Uh, I thought it was interesting you said that because Search Engine Roundtable today just announced that uh, Google's chief architect from Google Plus just moved over away from their social platform <laughs> and he's now working on a virtual assistant. Okay. So I don't know if that speaks more to the death of Google Plus or to uh, the increase in the, uh, the whole virtual assistant, but uh, there's a literal shift happening at Google that kind of supports that.